0: In today's episode, I want to talk about the concept or the idea of self-worth and getting paid what you're worth, how the two are completely related in every single way. And if I ever have a coach who is not getting paid what they're worth, they're not attracting the kind of clients they want, yes, there is some copy, there is some strategies, there are some sales techniques, there's stuff we could do on this end, but oftentimes it's a small increase in the thermostat of our self-worth worth in the way we view ourselves in what we put out and it's a universal rule how you see yourselves others will see you as and if we can turn up the dial of our self-worth if we can see ourselves as the best as experts as people who have or as someone who has something to say who is important who deserves success who deserves money a lot of money issues stem from this as well it's a, it's a very low self-worth. Now, I do want to say one thing right before we get into it. I'm going to kind of share three things. There's hundreds I could share. I had to boil them down into three. But most of this stems from childhood. Being put in the corner, being told no, being told we're bad. For me, it was original sin. Um, you know, that God deemed me unworthy from the second I was born and I had to go through a ceremony of get purged from original sin. And every time I sinned, I had to remember it and then go and tell some dude that I'm bad and ask for forgiveness um, in very subtle ways, messed up my self-worth. I never felt like I was enough. And there's many other things that came into play. And so the game really becomes... Where does all of this come from? Where does this stem from? We're talking about beliefs here. And how can we rewrite them? Now, to do a 20-minute episode on it will not do this justice. I've got an eight-week program that's literally centered around beliefs and narratives and rewriting them so we can become more empowered, we can have higher self-worth, we can take more action because of it. So... 20 minutes will just be a quick crash course on it. Now, you probably know a lot of this, but sometimes we just forget it, and this will just serve as a gentle reminder to keep investigating what's actually important and what actually moves the needle forward because if we can increase the dial again of our self-worth, your business can explode in a very short period of time. Now, some key indicators that we may have or... mm, I don't want to say because we all have this, so I don't want to be like, "Oh, once you're cured, you're cured." I think there's always something to discover. But if you're facing low self-worth, difficult clients, clients not paying you, doubt all of the time, living in doubt, listening to other people's advice before you listen to your own, not speaking up, people pleasing, not taking care of yourself, having a hard time with compliments, I now it still comes up when people compliment me. I'm like, "Oh, no, no, no," but I'm just getting started. No, you don't understand. This, I could do it way better. Ah, uh, yeah, thanks, but you know it wasn't my best. Uh, I lived in that for years. It was bad. I could not take a compliment. Uh, obviously, now when someone compliments me, sometimes it'll come up, but I'm just like, thank you. Like, actually, thank you. That, that's amazing, and I'll take that. Um, we live in a society where we're always comparing ourselves. We always see someone more successful with more money, with more clients, with a bigger business, with a bigger house, with a better car, with with, with, with a hotter date, with with more success here or there, and we're just like, ah, uh, when the more I've got to meet these successful people, mentors, or even people I looked up to who have gone on the podcast in their rawness, realize are people just like me. They have faults just like me. They have fears just like me. Me, they may have just been doing something for a little bit longer than I have and taking more action on it than maybe I have. So they're seeing better results, but they are no better than me. I am no better than anyone else. We all have strengths. We all have weaknesses. We can learn from absolutely everyone. And I really worked on my thermostat for my self-worth. Not only did my business turn into a company, not only did a small trickle of cash turn into 50, 60, 70, $80,000 months, not only did that happen, but the way that I viewed, the way I saw the world, the way I maneuvered through the world, the way people treated me, massively changed. And the people I was able to attract into my life, massively changed. And I, I know at the seed of, of a lot of our problems lies low self-worth. Again, a lot of it, well, we're most impressionable, and we can talk about this for hours, but we're most impressionable... Um, in our early years and whether we remember it or not hearing our parents hearing this being told this being told that not that our parents are bad they did the best they could but there's definitely impressions left upon us that we created meaning we're like little we create meaning to everything and although that maybe isn't what actually happened we associate some meaning, or we created a meaning to it and we associate we make up stories those stories become a truth cool i know you know this let's just serve this as a little bit of a reminder so number one we can do all of these techniques, and I see online, YouTube videos, how to be confident, how to create self-worth, how to raise your self-esteem, how to be seen as a money magnet, how to attract money, and they're all great, but if we don't go to the root, the real problem, which is the beliefs, the narratives, the stories that are formed around it, it's like we're... we're, we're we're not actually treat, we're just treating symptoms. We're not actually going to the root, the core, the actual problem. So the first thing I'll have clients do, I, literally I do this for eight weeks. So again, understand that this is a process. But the first thing we do is dive into these beliefs. What we see as true. I always give a very extreme example, but there is cultures where to mourn a death is seen as selfish. They truly believe the universe or that God will take No matter how old you are, whether you're five years old or 50 or 500 years old, your life is taken, not taken. It's your, your, you transition when it's the perfect time. And if someone mourns or cries in a funeral, it's shunned upon because they're being selfish. They praise, they celebrate, they're excited. They've moved on. God called them home. They believe in that. And so, their ceremonies when someone dies is much different. Some of us can't even understand that concept. Like, what? That's unhealthy. You can't hold your emotions in. And we have all these beliefs around the way that we treat people transitioning because it's what's normal in this culture that if someone close to someone died and they went and celebrated for a week, we'd be like, something is wrong with them. When other cultures, that's normal. That exists with marriage. And the way that marriage is handled in different cultures, we see it as, whoa, that's really weird. That's not okay. They look at us being like, that's not okay. That's really weird. And so don't think that you are, and this was my problem for a long time, that I am better than or that I know better because I didn't. And when I really started investigating what I held as true, which was not true, And this really started six, seven years ago, and it just kept getting more. Now I'm obsessed with it. Every day I'm just like, huh, what version of my reality may not be true? And I'm always on the hunt and always on the search for like, wow, I always believed this to be true, but this is not true because other people don't see this as true, so it's not true. Now I'm conscious of what I see as true and what benefits me, what actually, mm, what I can install that moves me closer to my goal, and when that no longer serves me. I can remove it, install a new belief, a new story. So we need to rewrite them and, and really um, it should be a lifelong process. I'm not going to get into the nitty gritty of how to do that. I've got multiple videos and multiple podcast episodes that walk you through a process of doing it, many different ways of doing it. But right now, let's just be aware that a lot of this stems from stories and narratives and beliefs that we hold as true that are not true. And and you know. As, as a kid, again, my original sin story, um, having chats about certain things that made me feel like, oh, I'm, I'm really bad. I'm seen. I remember even sitting in the car being like, oh, someone's watching me, like, I better be good. And that had a lasting impression on me until I chose to let that go. Now, oftentimes when you let something like that go, am I letting my family down? You know, who am I going to hurt by doing this? And it's something we must overcome because it's your life, it's not their life. And if you're not doing it out of resentment, but of what's best for you, it is best for them as well. So we gotta start letting those go. Number two, count your small wins. I will ask people, what are you grateful for? What makes you awesome? Why do you love yourself? Oftentimes it's a blank, it's a blank stare. Train yourself to find the small wins, to find what you're grateful for, to find the things you love about yourself, the things you're really good at. What makes you awesome? And constantly remind yourself. You don't need other people telling you, hey, you're so awesome. Hey, you're so great at that. Who cares what they think? I don't care if someone thinks I'm awesome. And I don't care if someone thinks I'm an idiot. What do I think of myself? I constantly remind. I constantly reward myself. I constantly verbalize to myself, hey, I'm a badass. Hey, I'm awesome. Hey, I'm a really quick learner. I can read a book in three days and, and retain most of it. And it's what makes me a great coach as well because I can retain so many different themes of information. Hey, and it's not bragging. It's not cocky. Society tells us, hey, don't talk about yourself. Hey, it's kind of weird if you think you're awesome. I'm awesome. I'm the best. I love myself. I get to show up as a better person because of it. I get to serve those around me with more energy, more enthusiasm, more passion, more purpose. When someone does call me an idiot, it doesn't affect me. I know I'm not. If someone does say, hey, you suck, I'm not affected by it. I, I, I've I've got, I've got, I've got coaches who like put something out there and they'll get one little comment of, oh my God, this looks like a scam. Why are you helping people be the best version of themselves? People just read a book about it and they literally take their sales page down. If you know that you're serving from your highest purpose, then who cares what anyone has to say? Feedback is one thing, but caring and getting emotionally affected by what people think of you, it. Number three, and I think this is one of the biggest exercises I give to people, people-pleasing versus self-care. We can kind of call it that. We had I had one client, this is actually a great story, who had a very hard time charging what she was worth. She was working way too much, wasn't getting paid what she was worth, was paying other people more than she was. Like It was just like a mess. And I asked a very simple question of, Do people walk all over you and not your business, but your life? And it turned to a conversation and a lot of, yes, yeah. My relationship, this, that, friends. I'm always doing stuff for other people. And then I never ask. Or when I do ask, no one does things for me. I have no boundaries. We started fixing that. Next thing you know, there was boundaries installed in the business. The price doubled. No one had a problem with it because she became the person who could command it. People-pleasing. And I'll say self-care and I'm careful when I say that because I think some people overdo the self-care but If we are trying to please everyone if you know, you are in that pattern set some boundaries today What will you stand for and what is absolutely not acceptable? What is okay? What is not where is your boundaries set those boundaries non-negotiables? If you want to call them or your personal boundaries and then live by them And if somebody is stepping into your boundaries, you don't have to be an asshole about it. Hey, this is not okay because here's how I feel about it. What can we do to create a win-win? And if they're not willing to play and create a win-win, you let them go. It's your life. Clients, same thing. What you charge, same thing. If I am in a conversation and a client whom I love my clients dearly, I cheer for them daily. It is why I do what I do. But if you're late on a call, It's disrespectful, and I'll let you know, hey, here's my boundary, and next time this happens, here's how it's going to look. Let me know five or 10 minutes ahead of time. It's not okay. It it, it doesn't inspire me to serve you. I do that with love, but there's boundaries, and you have to set those with people, and if they're not willing to play, then they shouldn't be in your life. And if you step over other people's boundaries, what will happen, and they let you know, great win-wins. It's healthy for relationships, it's healthy for your business, it's healthy for your clients, it's healthy in every area of your life, and by doing so, you will increase your confidence, but also your self-worth of how you see yourself, and you literally will, we can say that, hey, I'm worth this, I'm worth that, I have a lot of self-worth, but then when someone steps over us, we're like, you're saying one thing, but you're believing another. If you say you want self-worth, if you want to... Be treated in the way that you know That you deserve to be treated And you set boundaries And you stick by them Then you give yourself proof that Yeah, I say And I walk I walk the talk Three things Beliefs, rewrite them Investigate them constantly What is true, what is not true What have you always believed to be true Investigate your childhood There's, There's hundreds of instances that As a kid, I gave it meaning and it shaped my beliefs in the future. And I spent the last six, seven years investigating, tweaking, changing, and there's always something coming up. And I love when they do because it always gives me that massive growth to that next level. Two, count your small wins. Don't be afraid to tap into gratitude every morning. Something I resisted for a long time. Also, what are your small wins? What are you awesome? What's awesome about you? Look in the mirror. Talk to yourself. A lot of people can't do that. They can't even look themselves in the mirror. Let's work on that. Let's practice loving ourselves. Every part of ourselves, there's parts we can improve. But with where you're at right now, you have to accept and love yourself or no one else will. Or you'll never believe that anyone else does. Number three, people-pleasing versus self-care. Oxygen mask on first. I always tell clients this. Your oxygen mask first. Everyone else's, even your family's, second. Second. Is there does that mean you don't sacrifice? No. Does that mean that you don't do things for other people? No. But you take care of yourself first. If that means waking up a little earlier to do your thing, do it. Setting some boundaries with family, friends, loved ones, clients, and the world at large, do it. If people don't like it, they either you communicate it, it in a aggressive way or a demeaning way, or you didn't use nonverbal communication to communicate it. Or if you did, um, you know, communicate it well and they still don't want to play, they're not meant to be in your life. And let them know that. Give them a time out if you have to. Even if it's someone close to you, this is not okay. This is why. Ah, I don't care. Boom. Separate. There's about a hundred other things we could dive into, but I truly believe that just these three, if we can apply them constantly, consistently, every single day. Not only will your self-worth increase, your thermostat for your self-worth will increase, but whether that's finances, whether that's abundance, whether that's clients, whether that's your business, whether that's love and relationships or anything else that may be lacking in your life, this is generally the core seat of it. And you can see success in your business at a exponentially faster level than if we keep fighting what actually matters. Truly hope this serves. If you have questions, check out askrubix.com. We are obliterating Google. Half kidding about that, but any questions about building an online coaching business, about either the you know the internal, the mindset, the beliefs, the values, the, the, the stories, the narratives, we cover that there. Or if it's tactical, how to get your first client, how to get your 10th client, how to build a coaching program, how to price a coaching program, anything else in between, that's at askrubix.com. Dot .com and if you are interested or curious about working with us I'll leave a link below we really offer the coaches university it's a stay until you get paid we actually back it up with a 10k guarantee you will make $10,000 in sale at your time inside the coaches university we will work with you until you do that's a four times roi on your investment so check that out or if you're already making five six eight thousand dollars a month and you want some one-on-one attention you can check out our one-on-one program all of the links will be below or just check out lucasrubix.com for all of the details with that said i'll let you go and i'll see you next week